0: To many around the globe Transforming lives into legacies Live in Word with Pastor Mensah (laughs) Otebill And now, today's Word Now when we say that a person has a measuring line It means he's measuring something He's measuring something Sometimes People have a measuring line and they measure themselves with other people. They measure themselves with other people. They measure themselves and say, well, this one has that. I don't have it. He's better than me. Or I have it. He doesn't have it. I am better than him. People measure each other. Sometimes people measure their home with somebody's home. So they look at their house And they look at the size of their house and look at somebody's house, which is maybe three or four times bigger. And all of a sudden, they feel very belittled. Why have they felt small? Because they have a measuring line. Sometimes people measure even their husbands. And unfortunately, people, uh, a lot of ladies measure their husbands by the pastor. Look at the way pastor treats Lady Joyce. And you, you, don't, you don't treat me that way. You don't treat me that way. You don't treat me. Are you Lady Joy? So people measure their husband. People measure their wives. Oh, you, you, you look at this one. This woman cooks so well. You don't cook so well. She dresses better than you. That is all measuring lines. Sometimes people measure their children. Why can't you be like him? Why? He does so well in class. Each one of us, our parents told us that uh, there were people that were better than us in class. Ah, why don't you say, this one did well in math, this one did well in English, and you are not doing well, and they never measure themselves. They forget that I have your genes. It's, it is you. <laughs> you produce me. You produce the XY chromosomes, the two of you. You produce it. So if I can learn, who, 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 who did it? <laughs> measure yourself first. Anyway, hey, children, don't go and tell your parents to measure themselves. But what I'm saying is, people measure their children. People measure their gifts with other people. This one has this, I don't have that. And, and so... Anytime we measure, we are determining how far we can go, how good we are, how much we can do. And that is what the the man with the measuring line is about to do. He's about to measure to determine, Israel, how far can you go? Judah, how much can you do? And just as he's about to do that, to measure, an angel appears. And that's very important. He's about to do something. An angel appears. Remember there's already an angel. On the scene. That angel has been speaking with Zachariah. But this second angel comes. Obviously with a fresh word. With a new message from heaven. And this angel comes. And he speaks to the first angel. And says hey. Run. When anybody tells you run it means this is urgent run and tell the young man he cannot measure Jerusalem he's about to measure but God says don't measure he says don't measure tell the person that you don't measure it's a very important message and this message is so powerful that God had to send an angel to say something to a man who is about to do something that would disadvantage him for life. And the thing he's about to do to disadvantage him is he's about to measure. And God says I have to stop him. Now there's some interesting observation and It doesn't have much to do with the message, but just to draw your attention, uh, because you see angelic activity here. The first angel is with Zachariah. They talk, but he he doesn't have any message beyond a certain limited message he has for Zachariah. He's helping him to interpret the vision. That's all the angel can do. A second angel comes. He has a message the first angel doesn't have. That's very important. It just tells you angels don't know everything. Angels don't know everything. They are not omniscient. They are are not all-knowing. They are not God. They are very limited. So this first one doesn't know what God is about to say. He only knows the assignment he has been given. Stay with Zachariah. And interpret things for him. The second angel who comes. Has a fresh word from God. Everybody say fresh word. But interestingly. He also cannot deliver it to the man. Because he doesn't have the mandate. To tell that message to the man. So this, this second angel has to tell the first angel. So the first angel tells the young man and it just gives you an idea that angels have spheres of influence and they are limited in what they can do angels cannot do everything they don't know everything and they cannot talk to everyone some are just supposed to stand by and say nothing some are just fighting for you but they can't carry a message for you so this one is standing with Zachariah, but doesn't have a fresh word the one who has a fresh word doesn't have authority to tell Zachariah or the young man himself. The first angel is the one who is telling Just, Just to give you an extra information about angels and how they work. Remember when I treated angels, I, I taught a bit on this. And when I, I've taught something and I, I see something, I just want to help you to put it together again and, and re- renew or revise your understanding. So let's go back. So, the angel, second angel says, God has a new message. God has a new direction. And the message is an urgent message. In verse 4, he said, run. Speak to this young man, saying, Jerusalem shall be inhabited as towns without walls. Because of the multitude of men and livestock in it run, speak to this young man, or that young woman, saying, Jerusalem shall be inhabited as towns without walls because of the multitude of men and livestock in it. So much to pull out. So the message is threefold. First, is that Jerusalem shall be fully occupied. There will be full occupation. Jerusalem shall be inhabited. Though today nobody lives here. Though Nebuchadnezzar has emptied the land. And has taken away the kings and the nobles into captivity. Some have gone to Assyria. Some have gone to Persia. God says, I will Bring people back to Jerusalem. Jerusalem shall be inhabited. And it's a message for somebody who used to have something. And all of a sudden you've lost it. And you have nothing. You are zero. There is nothing again. And God says, I have a fresh word for you. I'm doing a new thing to you. And for you and with you. You will be inhabited. Somebody say, I will be inhabited say I will be inhabited if you had something and you lost it God is doing a new thing with you, like Jerusalem you will be inhabited you will have it back, numbers will come back, size will come back, increase will come back, abundance will come back, somebody say I will be inhabited inhabited. that is the new thing so he says to the young man, We are not just here to build walls. Jerusalem shall be inhabited. That's the first message. Second thing that he says is that Jerusalem shall be like a town without walls. In other words, there will be no boundaries. Everybody say no boundaries. Say it one more time say no boundaries. He says you will be like a town without wall. In other words, this measurement you are about to do is irrelevant because if you measure, when you build a wall, next year you'll be more than the size of the wall. So you have to break the wall down and build another one. And next year there'll be more people. You have to break the wall down and build another one because God says you will be like a city without walls. Somebody say, I'm a city. Without walls No boundaries No measurement No limitation No boundaries Jerusalem shall be inhabited Like a town or a city Without walls Whoever measured you And determined how far he thinks you can go I have good news for him you will be like a city without walls. You'll be like a town without walls. Whoever looked at your report card and told you this is how far you can go. Because a professor who has nothing to know about your destiny gave you an if. Or give you a D. Or give you a C minus. I'm here to tell that professor. You are about to be a city without walls. Nobody can measure who you will become. Nobody can measure your potential. Nobody can measure your ability. Nobody can measure your strength. God is doing a new thing. It is not according to the old measurement. Maybe in the past this is all you could do. But in what God is about to do, there will be no wall. I said there will be no wall. Because you will be a city without wall. And the third thing that the angel says to go and tell the young man. Is that there is going to be abundance. There is going to be abundance. Unlimited growth. He says because Jerusalem shall be inhabited and there will be multitude of men and livestock in it. The word that is translated multitude here from the Hebrew means being weighed down with so much. Being weighed down. It, it, it's almost like you, 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 you have received so much that it is weighing you down. God says I'm about to weigh you down with blessing. I'm about to weigh you down with glory. I'm about to weigh you down with favor. God will give you so much favor, You will beg him. I say he will give you so much favor, You will beg him. You will say, Lord, it is too much. You say, Lord, it is too much. You've blessed me too much. You've favored me too much. You've increased me too much. You have blessed me too much. You have expanded me too much. Lord, I beg you, please. It's too much. Because you are about to experience a new thing from the Lord. <laughs> if you dwelt in scarcity, abundance will shock you. <laughs> so, this is what the angel had from heaven. And he had to appear here on earth very quickly and call the second angel. And he told the angel to run. Isn't that amazing? You tell an angel, run! In other words, I mean, we know that angels move fast. But he's telling this angel, no matter how fast you move, you must move faster. Because this guy is about to do something that will limit him for the rest of his life. And go and tell him, throw away the measuring line because the new thing God is doing cannot be measured. maybe you came to church this morning with a measuring line and you say oh if I just get a thousand dollars I will be fine oh if I only get a million I'll be fine oh if I get a nice car oh I'll be the happiest in my life oh if a man proposes to me after service oh my heart my life Jesus, I'll be very happy. These are all good things. But God says to tell you, he's doing a new thing in your life. And you don't determine the measurement of it And you don't determine how far it will go. You don't determine how well it will be. He determines how far you can go and what he wants to bless you with. So don't draw boundaries for him. Don't draw limits for him. Don't set boundaries and say, this is all God can do. He will do more. A lot of people have built measuring lines for their lives. There are people who have built a measuring line that makes them wait in line. You know, we have a popular saying sometimes, even among Christians, it's my turn to be blessed. I like, it's a nice statement, but when you say it's your turn to be blessed, it means you are standing in line. And somebody is ahead and other people are, and God favors them, ah, now it's your turn. I don't believe that's what God is doing in your life. Because there are people whose marriage is, a, is, you know, is in a line. You have a big sister. You say, sister, you have to marry before I marry you. You have to marry before I marry you. Now what if nobody is marrying sister? Or oh, brother, you have to marry before me. What if nobody wants to marry brother? Brother, the girls are bouncing, brother. Bouncing, bouncing, bouncing. You just wait and say after the, after, you know, the bounce is over and, 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 and the words. then you marry before me. That is your measurement. I came here to announce to somebody you are about to make a bad mistake. Don't measure your blessing by how much God blesses somebody. Or maybe somebody says you know you wait for me. God will bless me and when God blesses me eh, I, I will bless you. So he has put you in a line. What if God blesses him when he's 99 years? Are you going to wait till his blessing before yours? Somebody has to throw away the measuring line. And that is what he's saying to Zachariah. Go and tell this guy. God is doing a new thing. And that new thing is not according to the old measurement of Jerusalem. It's not how far David did it. It's not how much David did it. It is because God is about to do something. It has never been done before. It has never been seen before. And it cannot be measured. Somebody say, I will not be measured. Say, I will not be measured. Now when he said that, he added something to it. The verse 5. He added something to that statement. Watch what he says in verse 5. Zechariah chapter 2 verse 5. For I, says the Lord, will be a wall of fire all around her and I will be the glory in her midst. Two things. I will be a wall of fire all around her and I will be a glory in her midst. Let me take those two. A wall of fire. A wall of fire. Don't build a wall. Don't measure Jerusalem. Why? Because I will be a wall of fire for Jerusalem. What does the wall of fire do? Number one, the wall of fire is the power of God that protects. He says you want defense. You want to be protected from your enemies. You want to make sure that you are safe. I will be the wall of fire. I will keep you safe. I will protect you. I will deliver you from your enemies. Because in those days, every city had a wall to protect enemies from coming in. But God says, I will be your protector. Don't set boundaries that will limit you because you are afraid of what the enemy will do. God says, I will be your wall of fire. Somebody say, the Lord is my wall of fire. The second thing the wall of fire does Is that the Lord Wall of fire is the presence of God That spreads out A fire Can create a barrier But how many of you know That fire that is burning wild Doesn't stay in one place It spreads It expands If you've been following the news Especially uh, in the United States In California They have some very terrible fires very terrible fires and, and any time I see those things in the news I say how does it happen thousands of acres of land eaten by fire and the fire just keeps going and going and going nothing is able to stop it the fire service can't stop it now this is in the most sophisticated nation in the world so to speak maybe they are maybe they are not let's give it to them and, and the richest country on earth, they have probably some of the best fire service, the best equipment. And the fire comes in, and the fire service cannot stop it. You see helicopters on the ground, they are pouring down all stuff, and the fire doesn't care. The fire doesn't gee, it doesn't care. You, do, you pour it, and the fire doesn't care. It just keeps spreading. And it keeps spreading. And I've wondered if this happens in Ghana. (laughs) Even in America, when the fire is spreading and it's growing, the most advanced technologies can't stop it. That's what God is saying to Zachariah. I will be a wall of fire around her, I will protect her. But not only that, I will spread, I will grow. And when I'm spreading, nothing can stop me because I am the fire that keeps making room for you. And that's why he's telling them, don't build a wall, don't build a wall. Why? Because I will keep spreading, I will keep growing, I will keep expanding. And if you build a wall You are limiting me So Jerusalem shall be like a city Without wall How? God will protect it as a wall of fire And God will expand it As fire devours When God is making you Expand Don't feel bad Because sometimes The blessing of God can make you feel very bad It's making you feel very 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 bad Because sometimes when you see yourself making progress and people you know not making progress, you feel you should wait for them. But God is about to expand you and grow you and increase you to an extent you have never imagined before. No wall can contain what he will do with you. I declare over this church... That in this place God will raise an army of entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, business people, corporate leaders. And you will be like a burning fire. And you will keep expanding your boundaries and your frontiers. And nothing shall by any means stop you. Because the measuring line is thrown away. Second thing he said. I will be the glory in the midst of her. I'll be the glory in the midst of her. I'll be the glory inside. I'll be the fire outside and the glory inside. What does that mean? The glory inside talks about the beauty of God shining out of you. The beauty of God displaying who you are to the world. May the glory of God Shine in the midst of you May the fire of God Be a wall of fire around you